We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. What an incredible time to be a fan of the football teams that we are fans of. And World Cup times. Hi, my name's Jason Dick, noted milk enthusiast. That's my buddy, C.J. Morgan. What's up, my man? Yeah, good sports weekend. Very so good. So far, so good. Very good. I thought I was knocked out of fantasy football playoffs for good. Oh. And I was like, oh, man, I made some mistakes on my bench. I didn't put guys in. But at least I'm getting blown out, so uh-huh. it doesn't even matter. And then Travis Kelsey put me within striking distance. So now Travis Kelsey, I'm angry at the mistakes I made not changing my roster, <laughs> okay. so that could screw me. Uh, so it's good, or that did, that didn't really sound like good news. That That's not like good. News. Yeah. All my okay. gambling's bad, but other than that, oh. man, Cowboys, yeah. Texas Cowboys, win, good big wins, Longhorns, too. and the World Cup is here. Uh, United States, Wales, is it 1 o'clock Central Time? 1 o'clock our time? Is that what, what's yeah, happening when we're, today? Yeah, when we're done with the show, you and I can walk over to Ojos Locos and just get our, uh, <laughs> get our time. Cheer on. Uh, we will uh, we will have plenty of World Cup coverage. Uh, I'll tell you, it's uh, nil nil at the half. Senegal Netherlands is that how I'm supposed to say it? At the at the half level, I would say, say level at the half. Level at the half. Okay, good. Uh, I have, do have many World Cup inquiries I need to make to you, CJ. But uh, I, I am contractually obligated to start the show with American football. So I tell you, you know what? Choose your own adventure, CJ. What do you want? My unbridled, unearned enthusiasm about the Cowboys. Or unbridled, unearned enthusiasm about the Longhorns. I think the Cowboys are more excited to talk about, so let's do that second. Let's tease and get to that. Boom, misdirection. uh, I love it. I feel like with Texas, we've seen what they could have been all year long, uh, potentially. You you immediately struck to the, okay, to the yeah, but that I had prepared. Uh, 55-14, an absolute demolishing of uh, Kansas. It's, It's both great, but also like sort of sad to have to have a revenge game versus Kansas. Sure. Uh, like, there were times it, during the game when I'm watching it, because it was it 31 and nothing at halftime, where I, I, I reminisced of the old of days. The comebacks? Oh, okay. No, just the olden days of, you know, when you would just stomp Kansas so bad that you get to a point and be like, okay, guys, okay, okay, enough. And that's the, I, now I feel bad. I feel bad for the Jayhawks, but I didn't have to remind myself how they beat us in overtime on our own field a, a year ago. So, yeah. They avenged the loss from a year ago, 55-14, to 14, Texas wins. Bijan Robinson, breaking news, very good at football. Yeah, this, this might have done it now. Uh, 243 yards, four touchdowns, this might have done it like you think he's, 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 go- he's, he's gone going, now. Yeah, he had a statement game. I think it was, I think it was already done, done. Um, but yeah, obviously a great win. Uh, Longhorns are ranked again. <laughs> We're back, back in the top 25 once again, uh, in and out, number 24 in the country. But if I, and I, I hate to be the, uh, yeah, butter, but uh, that's exactly what I thought was it made me sad for what could have been for this season because you see the amount of talent that's on this team. Yeah, and they took the ball away from Quinn, only had, well, I think, what, 100 yards throwing. Didn't, didn't look bad, but he was a good game manager. And they uh, did exactly what they should have done. I wouldn't go so far as to say he didn't look bad. He looked fine. And, I, you know, I try to remind myself on that front that he's, he's still 
what is that, his seventh game ever? Very, very great. But, yeah, I mean, he was around the 50% mark, only 107 yards. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he was he, he looked average. Uh, and, it, and it was clear that Sark had decided from the beginning, uh, okay, this is going to be a Bajan game. We are going to run the ball, and we're not going to stop running the ball. Uh, oh, actually. Weird. That's what you do when you have a Heisman <laughs> caliber right. running back. Uh, you remember uh, when uh, Friday we were wrapping things up, CJ, and I said, let's just say 25 touches for Bijan Robinson. You know what he finished with? 20, 25 carries. Oh. Exactly 25. He Perfect. did not, nothing, nothing in the receiving game either. Yeah, 20. You're right. You should be a coach. I Well, the, I know Sark's listening uh, to this program, so I'm sort of like coaching by proxy. Well, after my talk with him at the press conference, he's like, who are those guys? I need to... <laughs> They're yeah. they're being real with me, and uh, so yeah, it was it was clearly my groundbreaking idea. Hey, let's give Bijan Robinson the ball more than we have so far. Uh, yeah, Texas uh, he ran all over the place. Here, let me ask you this: Did you uh, for a minute think let's go for the record? I actually it, I, I didn't know what it was, but I had oh. to, I had to go look it up. I think it's three forty and six. And he was at two from Ricky. Yeah, yeah. He finished with two forty three, four touchdowns. I'm not exactly sure when he stopped, but I believe it was in the third quarter. Um, he definitely did not uh, have a touch in the fourth quarter. I think in this day and age, uh, especially with someone who's about to go to the NFL, you don't right. you don't exhaust him. You don't risk the potential of them being hurt. Honestly, there were times in the second half where he was carrying it that I was like, "What's uh, what, what are we even doing here? Yeah. Uh, particularly, they, they lost uh, Roshan uh, during the game. Keelan Robinson got some work. Uh, is it Jonathan Brooks got some work? So yeah, you got other guys to hand the ball off to. But the, the point is, what, it, it's clear that this team is so talented that they can play with anybody in the country, see Alabama, and they will beat the pants off of everybody in the Big 12. Oklahoma, Kansas is a good example. We've seen little flashes of this. But when they decide, hey, we're going to show up and play, they're unbelievable. So why do they have four losses? It's annoying to me that they have four losses. And uh, I mean, Bijan should have been the focus of the offensive attack all year long, and it clearly wasn't. Even when they were stopping him, they just went away from it. And then we saw that, you know, Quinn right. can be good. He also has flashes of being like, oh, this kid's good. But then more often than not has weird way overthrowing. He's missed guys on what could have been game-changing, momentum-swinging uh, plays. Yeah. Bijan should have been the focus of uh, the offense the entire time. Maybe he was. I don't know. But there were clearly moments where when the running game was slowed, they they seemed to have completely abandoned it. While, uh, yeah, I would say they're both schematic issues, play calling, you know, game planning issues, and motivation type things, it seems like, you know, throughout the locker room. These are coaching issues in my opinion and I look I, I said last week that if you lose to Kansas in two straight years I'm going to have to break out the F word <laughs> and because they, they stopped Kansas I am not going to be using the F word but I'm just going to I just want to once again plant a flag in the I'm still not so sure about Steve Sarkeesian uh, planet flag, where, do, where do you plant a flag an island yeah, not a not, mountain too. Not sure about Sark Mountain has been claimed by Jason Dick, uh, because yeah, how can you? How but can Bert you, Auburn Atoll? We're all the way there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we're the hundred percent. How can you be this good yet still have 
efforts like we've seen versus TCU versus the second half Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, uh, you know, so some of the just uh, uglier moments that they've had. I just wonder if they if they have focus issues. Um, on the Quinn front, Quinn Ewers, it's weird because it seems as if maybe he's hurt because the way that we saw him play versus Oklahoma, the way that he played one quarter versus Alabama, you're like, oh, my God. The guy, you remember we were talking to there were people, smarter people than us, writing about how he could be playing in the NFL right now. And I'm like, well, he was, after that Oklahoma game, everyone got super high on him. It's 50-50 versus Kansas. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, are we sure right now you're going to put him into the NFL? And so I, I wonder, is it possible that he's still hurt? Uh, which is it's weird because, yeah, he had his best game versus Oklahoma after he came back from the, from the injury. Is it possibly like a mental thing? I can't imagine that a kid who rocks that mullet and that beard could ever have a confidence problem. They said he didn't seem to really be shaken, but they said that early on in the season. I mean, he threw, was it Alabama? He threw an interception his first drive and then came back and yeah. let him downfield. Yeah. It's, a, it's a funky funky thing going on with him. Um, Good win, though, and now we have a, uh, a disappointed and hungry Baylor team uh, on, what, Friday... But I'm thinking Baylor's bubble might be bust. I was really worried about that game, and now I kind of feel like Texas really? has more momentum, and Baylor has less to play for. I mean, did you did you watch the? Can we talk about that later? Because TCU that was, Baylor, that was nuts, that was crazy. Like I, I what, don't know whether I why love, not spike the ball at the end. <laughs> I don't know whether I love Sonny Dykes or I am just like I would be pulling my hair out if I was a TCU fan because I'm like, yeah, how can you how can you run the ball there and then take Nine, the risk? Nine times out of ten, that play screws up. Let's get yeah, let's, or they miss it. Also, like had the defense uh, made substitutions, also they could have run out the clock. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. And, and the the put the a pin in it. College football uh, landscape as a whole uh, almost had the entire college football playoff thing just by <laughs> burst. Dude, that Michigan game was right after that. Yeah, uh, and uh, so yeah, it is pretty crazy time. Um, but, but, yeah, so Texas-Baylor, it's the last home game, last game, regular season game of the year, uh, 11 a.m., day after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be in great tailgate shape at 11 a.m. That's uh, Thanks for putting it right there again. But, um, I mean, you, Texas has everything to play for. I would assume you are going to get the same level effort out of them because we can still make the Big 12 championship, CJ. Right. Uh, it's very simple. My upset picks this week, I thought Baylor was going to beat TCU and Oklahoma was going to beat Oklahoma State. I quit watching that. Oklahoma won, right? They like, did they beat were Oklahoma. up pretty bad. I actually, so, I, was, I was rooting, I wasn't rooting for, but uh, it's very simple now. Texas beats Baylor, and if Kansas beats Kansas State, Texas is in the Big 12 championship. They will have a rematch versus TCU. Uh, now, had Oklahoma not done that, we, we would have needed K-State to lose no matter what. It would have been more fun because there's like weird scoring differential, point differential, all kinds of things where somehow Texas wouldn't be incentivized to beat Baylor like 100 to 0 or something like that. We don't have to worry about any of that. Uh, so yeah, just beat Baylor. And then if Kansas can beat K-State, Texas will go to the Big 12 championship. Now, the... But don't focus on that. You focus on them Bears. Oh, right. I, I, the, the team should focus on them That's what beers. I'm telling them. Them bears. No <laughs> bears. bears. Uh, I, I, I focus on, on can, can, the Kansas team that I saw on Saturday 
Which, you know, they when they start 5-0, and you remember at the beginning of the year, we're like, oh my God, Kansas, national power, and now have lost five of six, I believe. Um, I don't think they got what it takes to beat Kansas State. I don't we'll know. see. I, I don't know. Where's the game? Manhattan or Lawrence? I believe it. It's it's in Manhattan, Kansas. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it definitely was because. Uh, but you know, rivalry games. You throw out the record. Exactly. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. It was Senior Day for the uh, Kansas team on Saturday versus the Longhorns. Oh, it's a bunch of old men were out there. <laughs> no, uh, that's the the last home game for the seniors. Oh, not yeah. senior citizens. Right. I'm sure there probably are a lot of old men who go to Kansas football games, but probably. no. Yeah, senior day. Uh, I, I felt bad for them, too. I was like, oh, this is your last game, and you're just getting stomped by Texas? Oh, wow. crap. Did I just make joke court on your other show? Did you? Uh, that's pretty bad. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, we we took the milk clip over to the other show. I did too. I had to play it. You for, played the milk in I, the. I had to play it for COVID. Oh well, they God. tell us to cross promote the shows. So did, I is anybody defending me? All right, I, I I'm gonna. There is milk in my in my fridge at home right There's now. There's defense of like, yeah, milk's fine, but it's not a top four Thanksgiving. <sighs> All right, we don't. We don't Point being, re- let's, let's that, that yeah, whole thing. we'll move on. Uh, so yeah, if Kansas can beat Kansas State and Texas beats Baylor. Then we go to the Big 12 championship. And sure. Then we, and and then be, there's a we chance. We beat Baylor to, and we go to the Sugar Bowl. There's a chance to, or TCU, there's a chance to spoil oh, TCU, TCU also. TCU. I yeah. loved the internet on uh, on Saturday night when people like, or Saturday, people like, TCU doesn't deserve it. Tennessee, blah, 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 blah. Oh. <laughs> Tennessee well, Tennessee just got, got stomped by, is that uh, South Carolina? Spencer Rattler, dude. Dude, South Carolina. I think, is this two times or three times that you've rushed the field this season? We got to knock that off, okay? We've already been down this road a bunch of times. When are you allowed to rush the yeah, field? Yeah, some comment. I was watching but part you, of the Texas Tech game, and they were on. they were making fun of Tech for doing that when they beat <laughs> uh, Houston. you got to stop rushing the field all the time. They lost their, their quarterback in that game, but yeah, that was... That was yeah, a, he's out for the year. Hey, That's, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the TCU is not in the top four teams. Look, they have to be in if they're the undefeated champion of the Big Twelve. But I do, I do not think. I don't know, man. I think that teams. shows grit that they 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 came back yeah. and after yeah. having no momentum and just looking flat, they did what they marched downfield and scored, and then did a very weird field goal, which I do not even watching that happen uh, because I was working an event at Twin Peaks for a sister station. Yeah. Had a uh, very, very young um, <laughs> um, promotions coordinator there, and I was explaining football to her, and she's she's still in college, so obviously she has that part of her brain that's still learning. Uh-huh. But every time I would go do one of our call-ins or whatever, I'd come back and she'd be like, "Oh, so it was third down, which meant if they had to blub," and she would explain to me what I missed. And I was like, "Hot dog! This is the first time I've." Talked well, sports and someone's absorbed it wow. and and learned. I, I felt great. Surely the listeners of this program have obs- learned so many CJ things over the. You got to be good, but not too good. That we, <laughs> all right for the Longhorns. That's your go-to. You don't take. want your players to go to the NFL early. You want them to stay one more year. Yeah, that the end of that TCU game was nuts, uh, and I do not uh, think that they are one of the four I, best teams. I How disagree. About Why are you always this? against TCU? I do not like them. I do have I a... I don't, but... I don't know how I've decided to make them the enemy of... But look, I've, and you win, Horned Frogs. You, you beat Texas in Austin. 
I said there's no way you're going to make the college football playoff even if you go undefeated. And yeah, you are still you are going to make it without a doubt. Win the Big 12 championship, you are going to make it. How about this, CJ? TCU, they are the Minnesota Vikings of college football. No, they're better than that. Mm, the they record are. is very good, but the, you know, point differential. They keep winning close games. I just don't. They keep I don't coming mind. back. I they. Mind. I think that shows a, a resilience like that Vikings. you want in a team. It's uh, also that thing where you just know you can't lose. We've seen teams that do that. They, I mean, even uh, during the Vince Young and Colt McCoy years, there were a couple. There were times when they were down, yeah. and you just knew. Well, granted, that's probably because of Vince and Colt, specifically Vince. Oh, you just knew that they were going to... You knew they were going to come put back. Put the Superman no cape on. And, what the score was, yeah. you knew something was going to happen. Max Duggan Superman cape? All right. A red, red-headed Superman? My coworker, she, she did keep saying, they're like, why do they keep showing that guy? It's annoying me. He's not even cute. The quarterback? Why yeah. do they keep- and I was like, well, he's kind of the star of the team. He's blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> and then... She's like, oh, he's on TV again. And at the end, they were interviewing, and she's like, now they gave him a microphone? <laughs> so that, it, it's always fun hearing non-sports right. observations yeah. about that stuff. 512-834-1027 if you want to weigh in. 512-834-1027. It's Almost Sports. Jason, CJ, back in just a moment. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. It's Jason, CJ, and you. 512-834-1027. Or you can tweet at the show at Almost ESPN Radio. Monday Night Football. Cards 49ers tonight from Mexico City. Breaking news. Kyler Murray will not play. Monday Night Football. Why? What, the what's this? Cards. This is breaking to me. Yeah, he's You hurt. didn't tell me. He, he's hurt. He's been questionable all week. Yeah, he left last week's game with an injury, right? Colt McCoy had to come in. Yeah, so Colt's uh, going to be the starter tonight. been a lot of talk about uh, whether or not they're better off with uh, Colt McCoy. You know what? I'm going to go look and see if this moves the uh, gambling numbers. Uh, but yeah, uh, Texas legend Colt McCoy will start tonight for the uh, Arizona Cardinals versus the 49ers Monday Night Football. Uh, CJ, I'm going to ask you this question with an absolute straight face because I'm serious. Okay, Okay, do it. Occasionally, I ask uh, questions that are just meant to be provocative, hot take jackass questions. That's what sports guys do. I got a new hot take bit that I'm going to propose to you later. Uh, But this one, I am genuinely inquiring. Are the Dallas Cowboys the best team in the NFL? No. If they had won last week, I'd be like, man, they could be. They might be. But then because they lost to the Packers in overtime in yeah. Lambeau, one of the hardest places to play in all of football, sure. you're saying it's, it's not even... Who 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 you want? You want to throw me the Eagles? The Eagles who... He barely beat who, the who Colts. Who barely got, yeah. got past the Jeff Saturday Colts yesterday. The, the Eagles who... Uh, played a one-score game versus the Cowboys with uh, uh, Cooper Rush at quarterback. You want who? The Buffalo Bills, Noodle Arm, Josh Allen. They got three losses as well. Get out of here. Get out of here. What do you want? I don't know, man. Certainly not the Vikings anymore. Yeah, the the Vikings. And everybody, including, you know, (laughs) at least one, if not both of us uh, on this show, the Cowboys are one-and-a-half-point favorites playing at Minnesota. You can't even say the Chiefs are the best after last night. I mean, they won, well, but... I'm the, that's that's the answer for me, if you were going to yeah. do it. I would say, yeah. Uh, but everybody's saying, how can the Cowboys be favored? How can the Vikings be underdogs? They're playing at home. They just won the game of the year versus... Against Buffalo, Against yeah. Buffalo. How can they be underdogs? Uh, well, because clearly they are an inferior team. 40-3... to three. The Cowboys 
beat not not just one one at Minnesota and ass kicking pretty much right from the start. Uh, they were they were dominant in all the ways that you can be. Dak Prescott looked great. Tony Pollard, get back to Tony Pollard and Zeke in just a moment. But that defense and, and getting after Kirk Cousins, I mean, he was on his back the entire game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, 40 to 3, I'm not an expert on NFL history, but it's got to be for two playoff bound teams. Like that's. Has a 7 and 1 team ever lost by 37 bad? points at home? Uh, like you can, you, I mean, the, the win over Buffalo a week ago is probably still the game of the year. It was exciting overtime, all, all the stuff, but th- this is, uh, of good teams. This is the be- the, the worst ass kicking I have seen of a good team. If you believe Minnesota to be that in not just this season in, in several years. And I am telling you, I don't think it's a radical inquiry to say, are the Cowboys the best team in football? Now, I, I I would say it's the Chiefs. I do believe it's the Chiefs. Uh, but even they look sloppy and ho-hum <sighs> at moments. I don't know. Did they, what, what makes you think they look sloppy ho-hum? Like, Almost every game I've watched. <laughs> they, they do have a pretty bad habit of letting teams hang around with them. I mean, look, it's the NFL. Everybody's good. Uh, it's also a weird year. Things. Like we've said, this is yeah. not a... It's a hard year to pick and and talk about things. It, and it, yeah, it, I don't know. It's uh, if you didn't stay up late for the end of Sunday night football, the uh, the Chargers score to go ahead with I don't know how much was there a minute and a half something like that left, uh, which it, it should seem very obvious after what happened in the playoffs a year ago, where what was it eleven seconds that uh, they uh, the the Chiefs got the ball and scored on Buffalo, uh, but. Like when when the Chiefs got the ball back, I was just like, "Oh, there's no way you're you're gonna lose this game because he's gonna uh, Patrick Mahomes is gonna slice him up." I know Josh Allen is hurt right now, but the he's Patrick Mahomes is so the best player in the league. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. And yeah, like when he's out there, when he's working, it is one of the. It is just a delight to watch CJ. I just uh, I greatly enjoy. He's got. I mean, Travis Kelsey is obviously great, uh, but he's got nobody else. All right, who uh, who who else does Tyreek Hill is gone? Uh, McCole Hardman is is on I, I, IR. Juju Smith Schuster is that the one? Is in concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, they traded for Kadarius Tony. He gets hurt in the first half. I think he. I, I started him in one fantasy league. He had three yards. Thanks. Um, and, but and so yeah, he's just got whoever out there, and he's going to march down the field and score on you. I would I would make the Chiefs the the best team. And I probably, if the Cowboys were playing the Bills on a neutral field, I would still pick the Bills as well. But every other team in the league, including the Eagles, and I'll see you, I'll see you later the, this year, uh, Eagles. At home, too. I yep. would pick the Cowboys against every other team in the league. Am I drunk on the, uh, on the Cowboys Kool-Aid? They're number two in point differential. Buffalo's number one. And Buffalo The Cowboys had, are number two? Yep, and Buffalo has one outlier game when they beat someone i forget who it was like 40 to nothing 49 to nothing something this like is that. uh this, i mean this might be a bit of an outlier game for the cowboys although when you're Again, in so seven and one team yeah though, you're in their building versus one. a one loss team uh but you, i'm glad you brought up the point differential are you still looking at it uh fine minnesota um it's, it's hilarious minnesota hold on scrolling scrolling they're eight seven and two. two minnesota at minus two now yeah 
they have they have been out they've won all of their games but two and they've been outscored in, and, by their opponents they and, have, and the commanders who barely beat them 6 and 5 are right below them yeah yeah new york giants right above them 6 games above 500 minnesota is and they have a negative point differential that's i mean that's unbelievable i don't i don't i, don't, I, don't, I mean yesterday definitely skewed that quite a bit yeah by, i mean well, and every points, every still. one of their wins is just a field goal at the at the last second. Like that's that's how they've been existing the entire season. Minnesota is a good team. All right, Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna say is he gets a lot of crap. Uh, and uh, Justin Jefferson, I still believe is the best wide receiver in the NFL. But I I was not a believer of theirs. I did not think that they were one of the five best teams. Everybody who had them at the top of the power rankings. Um, and, and I I was. I was surprised to see the number be 40 to 3, but I was not surprised that the Cowboys beat up on them real good. Uh, I tell you what, we need a break, but uh, you want to come back and have a little Tony Pollard Ezekiel Elliott conversation? I'm ready for We've it. We've been on different sides of the Pollard Elliott fence. I think it's time. Join it's me, time, join it's me time over for here, me Wilson. To, come on over okay. here. Come to this side of the fence. Uh, it's Almost Sports, Jason CJ. Back in just a second. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027. It's the Almost Sports Program where I promise, I promise you, CJ, I promise all the listeners of this show, we will have some hot World Cup talk before this hour is And out. hot local soccer talk. Breaking oh, news coming hot up. Hot local soccer talk as well. Uh, but uh, let's stick with the NFL for a moment. Oh, first of all, uh, Monday Night Football, Cardinals, 49ers tonight. Uh, when Kyler Murray was predicted to be the starting quarterback, they were a nine-point underdog, the Cardinals okay. were. With Colt McCoy, they are 10-point underdog. Okay. I was so. saying, couldn't shift that much, but yeah. I was kind of hoping it would go to like eight and a half. <laughs> well, it would go the other way? Yeah, yeah I just thought it would be funny if it was the same. I don't know. That's it's it's weird all the things that go into those lines. Almost every almost every team in the league, if they lose their starter and go to a, a backup, it's worth three it's and gonna, a half, yeah. maybe a touchdown. You know, I would say at least a field goal. It's early. This is breaking news, so we'll see what uh, what that actually means for the line if it, if it grows any further. Already, I mean, that's a lot of points. I was kind of surprised to see that the Cardinals. I mean, they've been. They've been a full-on dumpster fire <laughs> recently. But they win, uh, and they're still in the playoff hunt. That's how weird yeah. the uh, NFC is. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys win 40-3 to over the Vikings. They are very, very good. Uh, and that is uh, in large part due to the incredible running of one Tony Pollard. Uh, Zeke Elliott was back in the starting lineup yesterday after, what has it been, three weeks? He's missed two games in a bye week, I think is what happened in there. Uh, and so he came back, immediately took back the starting job, and was, I'm going to say, quite definitively outplayed by one Tony Pollard. Sure. I, yeah. I've been saying since early on in the season that Tony Pollard is a, is a more talented, better running back, and that we need to be, he needs to get the ball a lot more. Uh, you have been... Not not a Tony Pollard denier by any stretch. I, I just thought we needed both of them because they're two different types of running backs and didn't know how well Tony Pollard would manage being the, the guy for several games in a row. But uh, he looked He's look good. He's looked very good. good. And look, I'm not I wasn't, you know, saying that the Cowboys needed to cut Ezekiel Elliott or anything like that, although I might have joked that we would find his body in a dumpster outside of Cowboys Stadium. I'm just joking, all right? I don't. Jeez, dude. Yeah, it's not a dumpster. It's a uh, food donation <laughs> oh, Salvation Army oh, barrel. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Anytime you hear me refer to a, a body in a dumpster, that's a joke, guys. I'm not. I'm not being serious. Uh, so yesterday we saw both of them back in the lineup. Tony Pollard. I mean, he had an incredible game. Six catches, 109 yards. He had two long touchdown catches. Uh, but running the ball, uh, he had 15 carries for 80 yards. Zeke, 15 carries, 42 yards. I, I just am of the belief, I have been of the belief, that you should start Tony Pollard. And it doesn't matter who the starter is. Uh, Romo addressed this during the game. It's like, who, whoever you run out there for the first play, who cares? All right? That doesn't matter. It's about the amount of carries that the guys get. And I would like to see more of a, let's say, 70-30 in favor of Tony Pollard uh, carry split there. Okay. He, uh, you know, they tried to they tried to punch it in with. They were kind of uh, switching off drives. They have several uh, formations where both of them uh, both of them are in there at the same time, and I like that. Uh, but they had one uh, one time down by the goal line where they tried twice in a row to run it in with Tony Pollard, and he got stuffed at the goal line. And they're like, okay, put Zeke put in the Zeke, game, yeah, and, and he and he scored the touchdown. And I think he's gonna be, he's great in those situations. A vulture, as we call him in fantasy football. Oh yeah, don't don't get me started. I'm playing Nick in our fantasy football league. I have Tony Pollard. Should be game over, right? Sure. Who does he have? Brett Maher. Brett Maher. The Cowboys kicker has yeah. 22 fantasy points. That's so. I'm gonna right. have to consult with you on what is the scoring system here. How can a kicker have 22 fantasy points? Three points for a made field goal. That's one nonsense. point for an extra. Same as in the actual football that's, league. That's nonsense. How can I? Hey, any, my anyway. kicker had minus two. So. Oh, do we have deductions for for misses? Miss, yeah, yeah. Same as the actual National Football League. I mean that. Sure, that's a little different. I look, uh, uh, Tony Pollard. If he has a a weak link, uh, an Achilles heel. I understand he's not great in pass protection. He's not a good blocker. And so let's let's have him take the first down carry, the second down carry, and then in third down situations, you can have both of them on the field and Zeke can, can be a blocker. Sometimes Zeke will carry it on third down and give him all the goal line touches, the, the you know, vulture all the touchdowns from Zeke. But I, I don't know. Just every time they give the ball to Zeke on first and ten, I feel you're like, like oh, here comes two yards. I think you're giving something up because, yeah, you are. Well, and the, I'm not saying he needs to trick the defense. <laughs> well, he doesn't. Uh, he he doesn't. It's not like he's not capable of breaking off a 15 or, run, yeah. or 20 yard run. Zeke isn't, but I do think he's incapable of taking one 80 yards to the house. And so every time you hand him hand him the ball on first and ten, I think you're just limiting the offense to a certain extent. And I, I look. I uh, again. I like Zeke. I, I and I'm glad that he's uh, been a cowboy. But I don't think that the reason you should continue to start him is because you owe him a lot of money. Agreed. Because then you're just Excuse doing me. the what we call the weird uh, Jerry thing, well, where that, Jerry yeah. feels the need to show that he's right. I guess is kind of the speculation um, because he's his ego didn't want to take that hit, but. I, I don't think it's it. Again, they're two different types of runners, uh, and maybe the defense adjusts to who you have in, um, and maybe having Zeke opens up the play action a little more. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you hit on it exactly there. with Jerry. When Jerry was asked about it, he said, oh, Zeke is the guy. We have to go with Zeke. Because if he somehow says, yeah, Tony Pollard is going to be our number one back and Zeke is going to be a useful number two guy, then he's admitting, oh, 
I should, I'm wrong. I shouldn't have given him five years and $75 million, which we still owe a large chunk of. Which you should not have given him that, uh, <laughs> Jerry. But I don't know. I, th- I think for the most part, it's it's going to work itself out going forward. Uh, but I don't know. It's just interesting that both of them had 15 carries yesterday uh, because I'm like, eh, I want to say let's do it 2010. Let's do 20 carries for Tony Pollard, 10, 10 for... Uh, and, and look, I, I understand all the reasons not to do it as well, that people say Tony Pollard is a more slight running back, that he wouldn't be able to handle that sort of load. <sighs> show me. Show me that he can't, because he looked sure. pretty good the last couple of but weeks. Also, I mean, matchups might be a big thing. I mean, they prepare for this, they watch film and tape, and this might have just been a well, really but, good matchup for Dallas and I for under- Tony Pollard. I understand when they are two different styled running backs that, yeah, the the matchups play a big difference. What I am seeing is that uh, they are two different styles and that Tony Pollard is much better. And so uh, are we are we tricking teams? Be like, oh, we prepared for the better running back. We weren't Dang ready. It. We weren't ready for you guys to play the yeah, guy who was slower. At this, at this level, I doubt it. That's, <laughs> you got us on that one. Uh, by the way, I mentioned uh, Jerry, uh, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, who was very frustrated last week after uh, the loss to the uh, Green Bay Packers. A dumb loss, uh, indeed, but maybe a loss they needed. Was asked, uh, could the Cowboys make the Super Bowl? And Jerry said, quote, a resounding yes. Yes, unequivocally. You know, Jerry's excited when he breaks out the unequivocally. all right? Sure. And I am the deepest in when it comes to vocabulary. Uh, he said, quote, I think we've had adversity. We very easily could have had more. I think if we use the experience of what we're having in the season, then we're going to be playoff ready. I sure do think what I see out there right now is a team that you could go to the Super Bowl with. <laughs> he also said, uh, 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 I thought this game was going to tell us who, uh, what we are. I don't know what that, uh, I don't know that we're that. I really don't, but I know this. We're not a team that doesn't respond when it's wounded. Are you trying to confuse cool. me, Jerry? Yeah. You're trying to, we're not a team that doesn't respond when it's wounded. So we're a team that responds. I guess so. That's a double negative. I uh, got Come some on. numbers for you. Tony Pollard. Oh, good. 118 attempts, 701 yards, six touchdowns, average 5.9 yards per carry. That's mm-hmm. fifth in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott, more attempts, 124 485 yards, mm-hmm. so more attempts, less yards. Also, six touchdowns. Uh, average is much lower at 3.9 per carry. Almost, almost half. Not it, quite. Well, and it's uh, it's going to be, he's going to have a lower average, not just because he's incapable of breaking off the long ones like Tony Pollard is. He's going to get goal line touches. He's going to get all these one yard carries, which is great. That's why he has the equal amount of that's touchdowns? That's what we need you yeah. for, Zeke. Uh, also, I I still hate that face mask. Get that get that weird Darth Vader thing out of here. I don't like that. I like those. They're spooky. Oh, I don't. I don't. You, care. you want you want to scare your opponent? Ah, I can't see his eyes. Which way is he looking? Uh, let's talk soccer. Yes, the uh, World Cup is underway. The United States plays in just over an hour. Netherlands just scoring on Senegal. Oh, oh okay. Uh, we'll get into World Cup on the other side of this break. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. The World Cup is officially underway, and uh, you guys know I'm not exactly a soccer expert, but 
seems but like you try. It's, seems like it's going great. <laughs> seems like everything's just going great. Swimmingly. Uh, a little over an hour from the start of United States Wales, uh, 1 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. kick? Is that what? I have many inquiries, CJ, and it's not just my usual a-hole ones like, why extra why time? Do they why don't you stop the clock? Why is it a pitch, not a field? Why aren't there fans? Why are they supporters? I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I have legitimate. I'm confused things. But I, you, you take the ball and run here. Tell me all the important World Cup things that, that have happened. So oh, I'm far not going to take the ball and run because you can't put it oh, in your hands. Right, so you got to kick it, dribble it, d- <laughs> take <laughs> down the pitch, cross. <laughs> well done. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, soccer. It's pretty cool. Soccer. Yeah. Um, well, okay. <laughs> uh, here, let me, I guess we'll just go through a couple of the, uh, uh, so there was one match yesterday. Yeah. The, uh, home team usually has the beginning match. Yeah. So that's why they did it, but they had to reschedule it for an evening in Cutter because they had a whole fireworks show planned and usually there's matches afterwards, but the way it worked out, they had to move a day early because they wanted to do an evening fireworks show oh. for the opening ceremony. So, yeah, yesterday was uh, Ecuador against uh, Qatar. 2-0, Ecuador wins. I understand the uh, Qatarian fan, Qatari fans uh, were leaving early. Allegedly so, yeah. All the Ecuador fans were left behind chanting, We want beer! We want they beer. Really? I we want. That. I mean, that's what this, that would be awesome. That's what this story says. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, part of the problem is uh, the the fan zones are allegedly massively crowded, so right. it's very difficult to get a beer. The hotels are very expensive, and then, like we learned on Friday, uh, there was supposed to be alcohol beer specifically served at the stadiums. Bud Light or Budweiser, in general, being a major sponsor of the World Cup, suddenly can't sell beer anymore. And I do love, they, they had a tweet that said, well, this is awkward, which I guess <laughs> is a great, it's a clever, it's funny, but I guess some higher up was like, y'all need to delete that tweet. Yeah. Um, they, they, I guess it was Saturday morning that I saw or read this. The FIFA president, whose name I don't have here in front of me, I always say he sounds like a Bond villain. Now I'm worried that might be racist. I've been doing that That dude's kind years. of an a-hole, it seems well, like. Well, he said, <laughs> I watched the clip of him saying, Responding to all the criticism that they've taken on this World Cup, that he feels like a black disabled gay man. What? (laughs) He He said that? He threw some other ones in there as well. Basically, what he was saying is he understands now their struggle. He understands what, what oppression is. Because he feels like they've done nothing wrong, and there's people who just hate them no matter what. Uh, he feels like he a black, dude. gay, disabled man. That's he, he instead also, of taking the L, he's doubling down on being an ass. That's he, yeah. He he's he said that he grew up redheaded and he had freckles, and people made fun of him. So he's known what. Oh, so you he's known the struggle. He knows before. you're yeah. You know what? Uh, sidebar. Uh, Nick and I are in a fight. Am I? Am I a redhead, CJ? I think so, yeah. It seems impossible to argue that I am not, but he... There are he, also people with shades of red that their beards I mean, and the, facial hair, you're you're red. The truth, yeah, my hair is orange. Uh, he says a ginger. Even your arm hair is red. Yeah. Blondy red. Everywhere yeah, you look, you're straight, man. You're straight up a... But I'm a redhead, all right? that's a, he, he just doesn't like calling it a redhead. He's he's a goofball. But I, I guess what I'm shocked by, and I, I'm the one who falls for this all the time, that people in high-level powers, positions of power can behave so stupidly. Sure. Uh, and they I, don't have... They, you would think, especially at this level, 
a guy who's in charge of a world organization yeah. uh, doesn't have handlers or speech writers or someone to kind of be like, dude, you right. don't say that. I mean, and I, Roger Goodell does this kind of stuff all the time. Um, the, the, the fact that they have all of these grand-scale disasters. Today, the FIFA app crashed. And so fans who were showing up to, to go to the game, the the, the ticket is tickets on, online. Yeah, tickets on the phone. Apparently, the the tickets were disappearing from their accounts. And they said, "Oh, no problem. You just have to go to the Doha Exhibition and Convention Center in the West Bay section of Doha. And if you make it over there, there's an unbelievably long line of people saying, "Hey, man, the match starts in an hour. Jeez, I got I got to get in here." Uh, FIFA said they're aware of the issue and are working on them. On top of that, uh, the country, Qatar, their their committee paid for fans from across the globe to come there and essentially be fans, have fun, and kind of cover it. It was like winning a trip. Uh, two tickets to go. You can go to all games. Right. All expenses covered. I, re- I remember that. They were supposed to post a nice things yeah, about them. Yeah, that was right? the big rule. It was like you can't disparage or say anything bad. But uh, allegedly, when they got there... Uh, they reversed their kind of like uh, everything's taken care of, food, drinks, whatever, uh, and, and essentially just abandoned them on their own. They they reversed right. their decision, so now right. you have all these fans that did get a flyover for free. I guess their hotel's free. I don't know, but everything else, their per diems were just cut at the last. It's It's a weird disaster, and I mean... I think this is why people are so skeptical of having it in uh, in Qatar is well, for this exact reason. And my, I guess my biggest inquiry is um, because none of this is really a surprise. We knew that there was uh, the malfeasance at play, all kinds of disasters that were likely going to take place. And I know that Qatar paid a whole bunch of money to 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 win this bid. Why did they do that? Because they wanted what? to show well, what, so what are the, they, the what new, do they get out of this? Uh, the, the, they, they just come off looking like a holes to me. So since uh, being an independent nation and they were under British protectorate through the seventies, the the uh, the royal family has been one line of family. They're an absolute monarchy, and I guess the king stepped down in twenty thirteen. His son is now king, and I think. The son's thing is he wants to put uh, Cutter on the world stage mm-hmm. and make them more a globally prominent kind of nation. Uh, and this is one of the things in their agenda is to host and have sporting events. Like I know they've bought some major European uh, soccer teams or bought into them. So this is what they want to do. They want to be like, hey, we're one of the big world people as well. And uh, so far, it's floundering. Not to yeah. mention all the human rights issues. I would say the- I, you're right in that I didn't really know that Qatar was a country or anything about them before this, and now I know about them, and they suck. <laughs> it seems like sure. they, it seems like sure. they probably suck. They're so yeah. They're they're one of those mini countries. Brunei is one of them. They're that are just like very tiny, but just happen to be on a speck of oil. Oh, and that's and, you, you know, know usually fix you up. Um. They uh, Qatar is a is a country of I think I read one hundred and fifty thousand something like that. Are they good at soccer? Because there's lots of countries who didn't make the World Cup, right? Like, yeah. How did well, they? Well, if you're hosting, you're automatically you, you, qualified. You get in yeah. automatically. Uh, they're they Sweet have game. done well in the. Uh, I think they're in an Asian confederation. I'm not sure if there's a, a separate one for like the the Middle East. I know there is, but I think overall, uh, point point being they're. 
they're not bad. And a lot of their players are domestic players. Uh, the issue with them is, is they do have like a two point something million population, but only a couple hundred thousand are actual citizens that get all the protections oh. and rights. A lot of them are people that are expats or immigrants. And some of the issue with their soccer teams in the past have been that dudes from like Brazil or Portugal or wherever have moved there and then got citizenship pretty quickly to be a part of the national team, which isn't, it's not abnormal for someone to have dual citizenship. I mean, we have players that are uh, Mexican and United States dual citizenship, maybe born in Mexico, but want to play for the United States or vice versa. Uh, same happens with a lot of old, you know, al- guys that were born in Algeria might play for France or something like that, old colonial stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were clearly importing and, you know, and FIFA did kind of frown on this, but the, they were clearly bringing in dudes and people from other countries and making them oh. nationals. But they're they're not a bad team. They're They're... Hmm. Lower tier, but you know they they lower tier as far as World Cup yeah, team. Sure, okay. yeah, so, okay. Uh, here we need a quick break, but we'll we'll come back talk more soccer because I feel like we didn't talk any on pitch on the on the pitch uh, news, including yeah, pitch me your questions. Yeah, does the United States have a chance Shoot. today? What has happened? And CJ promised local uh, soccer news as well. A That's big one on the other side of this break. It's almost sports. Jason, CJ, back in just a second. <laughs> 